everybody. Welcome to the Pastimes Podcast. Uh, each week we go through an old newspaper from a random date in history picked out by Dave Anthony. I'm Gareth Reynolds, and I've never seen it before, and neither is our guest this week, Roy Wood Jr. Well, hello. Well, hello, hello. Indeed, Roy. It's very polite. Now, how far yes. back are you guys going with past times? Are you like in the library on microfilm printing up shit from 1937? Dave's, Dave's mainly doing the microfiche montage from a lot of spy thrillers. <laughs> we yeah. are. Uh, we can go. We can go all the way back to the 1600s with newspapers Which now, and it's all. It's all online. Oh, that's it's right. They print- PDF all those shits now, and you can yeah. get in yeah. the archives. Unless you want a copy of yourself on the back of the New York Daily News the day after the Cubs won the World Series in 2016, because then no one can find that goddamn paper, not even a fucking JPEG. <laughs> but that's I'm 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 cool about it though. Dave, is that some, this paper? Some some of the guests are really personal with the papers. Yeah, I made the nice early edition. I was at Game Seven when the Cubs won, and I was in the paper, and I fucking didn't get back to New Man. York in time. That's fucking crazy. Wow. That is crazy. That's a heartbreaker. And it's stupid to be well, an adult and still be like, oh, my pictures, the people. No, but just, it's sports. It's different. You're on TV, it's but it's different when it's sports. You're like, I was there for them. <laughs> I helped. Yeah, right. The happiest day of my life. So, uh, all right, so today. Uh, we are going to read the Topeka State Journal from Topeka, Kansas, uh, from December 10th, 1910. Oh, wow. Okay. And now I'm just going random- to randomly pick stories. Uh, we'll go through the paper. Okay. Uh, page, page one. Page one. Three blacks Expense. were captured after they tried to get slick with their fucking shop owner. Sorry. Sorry about that. I'm sorry to bring race into it. That was wrong of me. No, I mean to be fair, it's a 1910 paper. I mean, it could be a it could be a 2020 paper. To be honest, you could still touche, <laughs> touche, my friend. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> uh, first headline: expensive love affair. Expensive SB love Similic- affair. Expensive love affair. SB okay. Similic didn't get presents back and is fined ten dollar. Besides. S.B. Similic's love for 16-year-old Rosa Gammon cost the man from Canada $11.50 in Wait, court what? Friday afternoon. That's right. A lot of brick. $12? Because he... <laughs> but How old is he? Which it, uh, We'll get there. Okay. He, uh, the amount the young man must add to the 1000 which he says his love affair has already cost him. Miss Gam a niece of the girl, testified that Similic disturbed the peace and quietude of her home when he called her to collect the money and jewelry bestowed upon the girl with his heart. So he gave her money and jewelry because he was in love with her, and she sure. kept it. Right. And then... As, uh, as you do. Yeah. So he spent $1,000 on it, too. Yeah. So okay. I'm uh, then an he inflation said calculator here, and it says yeah. that... Carry the seven. Twelve dollars in nineteen ten is the same as three hundred and thirty dollars today. That's pretty brutal. Give or take. Yeah. The niece said that Similek had once threatened to kill her and that she was afraid he meant it. Jesus Christ. This is it's the a front love page. affair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is like 
I mean, I would imagine there would be even more, like, the idea that they're like, a guy got ripped off by a 16-year-old. You're like, what? Okay. Detect. Detectives Goff and Voles said the members of the family seemed badly excited when they arrived at the house. Simic wanted to tell the court. Yeah, that's a new new attitude. You got to put that in a script. He's badly excited. (laughs) Just said the actor be like, wait. Uh, Similic wanted to tell the court of the love letters and money and jewelry, but Judge Ermey declared that it was not proper. And would and that they would not listen. The defendant admitted that he did not leave the house when he was told to do so, and he was fined ten dollars in costs. After the trial, Simlick said both his heart and pocketbook were broken, and that he would go to New York and try to forget. <laughs> That's what you did, right? Right? <laughs> yeah. Like in LA, was a stressful run. <laughs> he basically just said, "These women ain't shit in Kansas. I'm out." Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I like that attitude too because you're like, the problem isn't me; it's the state of Kansas. Fuck it, I tried one chick. I'm, I'm out. a New Yorker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I think also the idea that you have like given her gifts, so now you're like, I can stay in your house as long as I goddamn want. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, just, it's fair. I understand. Back in those days, yeah. in those times. In the 1910s, people were dying at like 50. He didn't have a lot of time to fuck around. No, yeah, he was probably dying. Uh, Oh, this is what he said afterwards. Okay. The girl didn't treat me right. When she threw me down after I spent all my money on her, I didn't intend to disturb anyone. I just wanted my things back. That's all. I love Rosa and wanted her to love me, but she wouldn't do it. Now I will go away and try to forget it. That motherfucker was hurt. Yeah, quite a, also quite a court case hurt. when the court is like, legally, get over this. <laughs> Move on legally. He's like, okay. Yes, sir. Bitches yeah. be tripping. Please. <laughs> Next case. Next case, yeah. I mean, what else was on the docket that day? A stolen bike tire. This is also hot news. Uh, this, is also from, uh, this is also from page one. Okay. The headline is Manuel is broke. Uh, oh, Manuel's like, what? They ran with that. <laughs> I told you that in confidence. I was just talking. Uh, Dethroned king has not enough money to pay his servants. What? The story's out of Rome. <laughs> the, tr- the Tribuna prints an interview with a Portuguese personage whose name is not mentioned, but who is said to be a leading royalist concerning Manuel II, the exiled king of Portland. Oh, sorry, Portugal. <laughs> Portland, the king of Portland. Portland. <laughs> that's Damian Lillard. Uh, that's, you're not outing him. I don't know. I think that's Ian Carmel. <laughs> kind of through Damian Lillard yeah. in a way, but yeah, yeah. Manuel, he says, is poverty-stricken and unable to choose a place of residence. Owing to a lack of money, the dethroned king has been compelled to accept the hospitality of the Duke of Orleans at Wood Norton, England. What? That poor son of a bitch. He was a king. Now he's got to hang out in a duke's house. Yeah, now he's just sleeping on the Duke of Orleans couch. This is what, this is like very Harry and Meghan. Is that like Mar-a-Lago <laughs> for like ousted fucking <laughs> kings? Yeah. yeah, the Duke's couch. Uh, for three months, he has not had any means with which to pay his own servants. 
They make it sound like that's bad for him, but it's fucking yeah, bad for the servants. I, that's what I was just going to say. Like, it felt victimy to him until I actually just started listening. And then you're just like, wait, this guy just was like, I, do, I can't pay you. He said, not easy. And at what point as a servant do you just go, hey, look, this shit ain't working out, bro. Yeah. I got to go work for another yeah. king, my nigga. Like, this shit is not. I've seen it. It happens on Bar Rescue all the time where the guy just doesn't pay. And you're, like, working for, like, three months. And then you're like, I need a check. And he's like, I don't, I don't have it. Yeah. That's not something what? I'm doing right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then you go over and work at the Duke of Orleans. Which yeah. is, well, the uh, dude, and then the Duke's seafood. like, look, I, invite, I invited you and there's 13 of you and you're just eating all my shit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Manuel uh, hopes that he will be restored to power, insisting that a republic in Portugal cannot exist. I love that. So they, so they got rid of the king and now they're just having a republic and he's like, yeah, that's not going to work. The attitude of dethroned Kings is so delusional. (laughs) It's a It's just like, you can't fathom that they don't need you. So you're like, you'll regret it. It's like, yeah, but you didn't do anything. Well, you'll miss it when it's gone. He lived the rest of his life in exile in Twickenham, Middlesex, England. His reign ended with the dissolution of the monarchy in 2010. Five October. Holy shit. 2010? So this Fuck, he waited around a while. <laughs> this was wow. the beginning of his fucking end. Wait. That's crazy. <laughs> He's three months into the shit. Like, this is, like, only going to get worse for him. Oh, my God. This gives a whole new perspective to this article now. Yeah, he had no idea. He was like, this is it. Finally. The bad part's over. It's like, oh, buddy. <laughs> this is your life. This is like the fucking Corona articles from January. Like, yeah, that's crazy. That shit's over there. Wow. Oh, Seattle? Wow, that's crazy. Anyway, yeah, I, remember, what are you doing? I remember watching a video on, on a Chinese dude like in his place for 20 days, and I was like, this is wild. <laughs> so, this is another page one. Uh, Hunt's headline is Hunt's her brother. Topeka woman, <laughs> Topeka woman writes to Selena for information. It's a good story so far. Selena, yeah. Kansas. Who knew a Miss Goldsmith who lived here a short time ago? Another lost relative is being sought, and he, too, wants a resident of Selena. The facts about him are vague, for there is no other clue given that he once lived here. Miss A.E. Goldsmith, living at once three... Oh, this is something else, uh, Roy. I don't know when this stopped, but they always put the address of anybody in any story. (laughs) They'd be like... This guy was almost murdered, and then they'd be like, oh, and he lives at 2 Oak Street. But <laughs> if you want to see the weak man that they almost robbed and murdered, if you want a second shot at this pussy. He has really been, he's <laughs> wobbling right now. It'd be really easy to give him the knockout blow. He's down the road. Uh, Miss A.E. Goldsmith, living at 1713 East Crane Street, Topeka, has written a card to the postmaster asking for information regarding the man. The letter says, can you give us information of Mr. Goldsmith, who used to live in Selena? We are seeking a long-lost brother and would be very glad for any information. Mr. Hull has been unable to locate any man by the name of Goldsmith. So it's fucking so violent, it. bro. You just lose that's a motherfucker. You just have to put an yeah, ad in the paper and hope they read the paper that cra- day. That is absolutely crazy. That's how it was back then. Like if a dude walked, if a dude walked off, then you're like, "Fuck it, there's no way to ever be. I can never well, find this guy again." That's the end of Chad. He's gone forever. 
Well, we've put an ad in 9,000 papers and still haven't heard anything. That's like, crazy. even the concept of, like, and that was then. Like, it's not like the technology, like, like up until the mid-90s, they were still putting missing children on cereal cartons. And it's like, yeah, is there anything less efficient? But it's like, <laughs> fuck it, we got to do something. What's one thing everybody yeah. fucking loves? That Well, that also partially, like... That created such a condition as a kid where you were like, I'm going to get kidnapped. Like, I thought I was going to get kidnapped all the time because I was like, these kids are missing. And when they would do like, here's what he'd look like at 40, I'd be like, that's scary. <laughs> and I don't think they have the technology yet. I'll be honest. I don't think they're there. I don't know. They have those apps now. You can see what you look like at 85 or some bullshit. Yeah. yeah. But I still think they're doing the old ones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that old technology? Sorry, Oh, here's an ad uh, on page two. Uh, okay. Honored by women. Oh, boy. When a woman speaks of her silent secret suffering, she trusts you. <laughs> I mean, it's a terrible premise. Millions have bestowed this mark of confidence on Dr. R.V. Pierce of Buffalo, New York. Everywhere, there are women who bear witness to the wonder-working curing power of Dr. Pierce's favorite prescription, which saves the suffering sex from pain and successfully grapples with women's weakness and stubborn ills. God damn, bro. Jesus Christ. <laughs> hey, it's just, it's just a period, what's man. The, what's the medicine? <laughs> yeah, what is the medicine? I don't think I heard it. Uh, <laughs> just, just go to see him. He's got a wand. Yeah, it doesn't say. It just says it makes weak women strong and makes sick women well. No woman's appeal was ever misdirected or her confidence misplaced when she wrote for advice to the doctor. It doesn't say what it is. It's just a mysterious stuff. How amazing is it that it's like, women, sick of your period? Call this man. (laughs) I wonder if that guy from the first story tried to send his girl to the Buffalo doctor. (laughs) Hey, hey, listen, you're tripping. <laughs> you need to go talk to this dude. He'll he will cure you of your stubborn wills. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh wait, down at the bottom it says Doctor Pierce's pleasant pellets induce mild natural bowel movement once a day. What? This dude is giving them shit pellets for their ovulation. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different time, Wonder man. Tripping, dot. Have she tried to take a shit? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I'm comfortable answering that. Your wife has to shit. <laughs> Give her my shit pills. Thanks for making the trip. <laughs> to Here you Buffalo go, from Here fucking go. Kansas. <laughs> All right, have a good wagon ride back. <laughs> don't take the I'm shit so, pills until oh, yeah, you don't get take back. The shit, don't take the shit pills before a bumpy journey. Oh, dear. <laughs> uh... Still on page two, blame Topeka officials. Los Angeles paper takes up cigarette edict from Topeka. Okay. Here's what the Los Angeles Herald says of the new anti-cigarette rule on the Santa Fe, first announced in the, the journal last week. Oh, Santa Fe's uh, a railroad. Uh, quote, down goes the curtain on festive cigarette. 
No more will the Rollins and the Makins occupy a place of prominence in the pocket of the Santa Fe employee. Never again will the newsie on the train slip out on the front platform to surreptitiously steal a smoke while the conductor is at the other end. Nor will the office boy be able to take his puffs while swiftly striding from office to office. From the highest to the lowest employee, the cigarette will soon be among... The deer departed on the Santa Fe. <laughs> well, Dave, it feels like it's very much like it's of today. I mean, it's just the usual shit. Newsies stealing time to go grab a fucking heater. <laughs> I, ne- I never would have thought back then that anybody would ever make cigarettes illegal. You would think that they would kill each other before that yeah. happened. Yeah, why is that? Well, let's go more. Why is the actual next uh, question in the... It's right on time. And then it answers itself. Listen, way off in Topeka, Kansas, lives a body of men who are known as officials. They are the gentlemen referred to when the angry passenger flays the blamed railroad. Having or being supposed to have large wads of the coin of the realm, they are able to afford Havana's most all the time. This they is like, sick. there's like... 60% too many prepositions in this. This feels like the beginning of a novel. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, it's like, it's hard. It's, one, it's like reading a page and then having to be like, I gotta go back because I'm not sure. Try to remember, this is before like regular radio and TV, so, you know, they had to be all descriptive and shit. They were, yeah. we're on yeah. the other side of Edgar Allan Poe at this point in yeah, society right. and shit. Right. Uh, they, they smoke cigars or pipes, and therefore, be it known, that they disapprove of cigarettes. So, a few days ago, what, so it's a bunch of... The problem is there's too little smoke? That's not enough. <laughs> you need to have something that seems... You need plumes. <laughs> uh, so a few days ago, the edict went forth to be spread broadcast wherever the Santa Fe Road has employees. From now on and hereafter, the road did not care to pay salaries to regular employees of Bull Durham or any other form of cigarette. That's it. They just cracked down. But they are saying that pipes and cigars are acceptable. Yeah, these guys are still going to smoke pipes and cigars. Right. Okay. Like, or else what? Like, you know, they didn't have the studies at this point yeah. for smoking yeah. fucking you up. Yeah. What they? I <laughs> yeah. mean, what it sounds like this. It sounds like they were on the opposite side of studies, and they were like, "Don't you know, non-smoke causes cancer? Get a cigar in that hand." I love that this happened, and then somewhere along the way, air travel, commercial air travel happened in the 40s, and they were like, fuck it, light them up again. We're back. <laughs> well, well, those railroad well, pussies. Well, what's amazing about that, too, is like, when there like, there was smoking and non-smoking in restaurants, it would be like, yeah, I smell the smoke from your smoking section in my non, but on <laughs> planes, you were like, this whole thing is just full of smoke. It doesn't matter where yeah. you put them. You can, like, you can at least roll down the window on a train. Yeah, or something. But on a plane, you're like, cool, six hours in this? That's awesome. I was like a kid. I was so sick, I remember. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help.
Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it. After it. Let's see you there. All right, page three is all ads, so... Uh, give you, us uh, one. Here's page give me four. one. Give me one ad. What are they selling? Oils and shit, beverages, restaurant How to ads. fix your wife? Uh, if you ever figured on getting your teeth fixed and want to save both pain and money, <laughs> do it now while my special prices are in effect. Painless Romine. No, he's got a tooth on it, and the tooth just says no pain <laughs> across it. <laughs> If you, if you can afford to pay railroad fare hundreds of miles to have me do your dental work and still save money. What? Wait, you can wait. afford? He's saying buy me a train ticket and I'll come fix your teeth. This is <laughs> Uber Dentist? <laughs> Ahead of his time. Yeah. <laughs> buy me a train. I'm actually seeing a patient a month now. Pretty good clip. Fucking Uber Dentist. <laughs> Some fucking guy shows up. How are you? <laughs> That stupid black bag that every doctor from the 20s had. Just he's setting his weird tools out on an unhygienic table. Great. All right. Uh, Well, you don't have the chair that I normally have in the office. Could you just lay on the ground? When's the last time you saw an ad for a dentist? The only ads I ever see are for kids' dentistry. That's how good. That's how much money there is in medicine. No doctor has ads now. That's so true. This is dentistry, though, back then. They were like, come on, everyone, let's try together. These are really gnarly-looking fangs. <laughs> Society. Oh, he, not- what? he gives you a written guarantee of 20 years for all work. Well, that would change everything. A written I would, guarantee. Now, I would call that guy. Uh, best silver fillings, 50 cents. Best porcelain fillings, best enamel fillings, all 50 cents. Best mercury fillings, those are top-notch. <laughs> Best set of teeth rubber base, $4. Is that like an award ceremony? Or is that like the Denties? Are you reading off categories at the Denti Awards? I've won all of these awards. <laughs> I swept the Denties. Okay. Hair help. Ayer's hair vigor has no effect whatever upon the color of the hair. It cannot possibly change it, but it promptly stops falling hair and, it, and greatly promotes growth. Ask your doctor. So okay. basic hair tonic. Oh, here's a good one you guys will enjoy. Uh-huh. Uh, dead horses and cows removed free within five miles. One fifty paid for live horses delivered. Thirty-five cents per hundred paid for hogs delivered. So, wow, the dead ones are free. Okay. Yeah, I like well, that's that. Food. That's part of it. That's yeah, good hustle. It, it is it's a good for, hustle. I'm just shocked that he. I like. I like the way that he's just like. Don't worry, I'll take it off your hands. Free. It's like you're gonna eat this, aren't you, you son of a bitch. 
doing you a favor. What a different time. Yeah, when, oh when there was God. a dude who was like, do you need me to come around and get your dead cow? I'll do it for free. That does sound like a Kansas type. It's like in the South where you see those, we buy old homes. Yeah. So oh, yeah. bring me your junk car and it's just yeah. stapled to a phone pole. Yeah, <laughs> like in this day and age when that's your marketing, you're like, I don't know if I want to get in business with these people. Like, <laughs> that seems to be your main campaign. Uh, the the best used car people staple it to, staple it to a telephone pole. I mean that's that's quality. Oh yeah, no no you can always um, trust that. All right, so this is from page four uh, headline: Yuletide saves him. Lad who confessed theft will not be sentenced at once. This is out of Chicago. Okay. Bowles, Bowles, Bowles Kaktovitz, seventeen years old, who I'm confessed sorry, to stealing. I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. That that's a name and not a problem with. Bowels? Bowels? Bowles Kaktovitz. Sure, yep. <laughs> is that a person or location? What, like, that is, that's a person. It's a that's person. A person. <laughs> okay, because it just doesn't have the feeling of one. Yeah. Oh, he's Good beautiful. Question. We're going to name him Bowles. Uh, who confessed to stealing $2 from a registered letter will not be sentenced until after the Christmas holidays. I can't sentence this boy now, said Judge Landis. Uh, after giving the case consideration, I can't do it. Christmas is coming on, and he... <laughs> Who is so, this judge? What, what? a lenient judge. Wow. <laughs> the, yeah, this is talk, like, it's like a Hallmark judge. Uh, oh, here it is. So it goes on. Uh, and he has four little brothers and sisters at home. I shall allow him to remain with them until after Christmas. Let him then come here again. Then he's sentenced to death. <laughs> On January 2nd, we cut his head you. off. We kill him January 2nd. I'm oh, not he, was a pri- <laughs> he was a private banker and he stole. Uh, great. Oh, well, and now the whole story just flipped for me. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> I was like, that's crazy. And now he's a banker. And I'm guessing uh, Dave, a white guy, I'm assuming that the judge was uh, I can, I can smiling only upon imagine. with these uh, legal loopholes. Yeah, he's probably Polish, right? Kaktovitz? Sure. Polish fella? If you say so. Uh, <laughs> no point of reference on these types of names. Uh, it's also from page four. Headline, better than spanking. Well, spanking does not cure children of bedwetting. All right. It started, yeah, came in damn. hot. It started. Wow. Really? This You're is swinging on you... these kids for yeah. pissing my pants? <laughs> Can you imagine that being like, oh, I think he's nervous, so I'm going to spank him a bunch and give him a complex so he doesn't no, do it again. No matter, motherfuckers. No wonder motherfuckers went to the war. Like, yeah, I'd right. Yeah. I'll go at nine. Warm. I'm <laughs> ready to serve. Uh, there is constitutional cause for this trouble. Miss M. Summers of South Bend, Indiana, will send free to any mother her successful home treatment. Willful instructions. Willful and must be with full instructions. Send no money, but write her today if your children trouble you in any way. Don't blame the child. The chances are it can't help it. This treatment also cures adults and aged people troubled with urine difficulties day and night. And, and is the program to not hit them? Uh, yeah, but they, she says it's free, but this seems like this has got to be a scam. Well, she's giving Why away she, all the information. She's like the Mother Teresa of, of uh, bedwetting. She's like, 
I'm just going to help everybody out. It's I mean, not. It doesn't feel right. First off, she's right. Let's just start. She is right. She's she is ahead right. of the curve. She's she is right. You have to beat as much as you try to. As much as you try to beat your kid for bet wedding, it just doesn't seem just to stop. It. Give them a jug of water thirty minutes before <laughs> lay down. <laughs> yeah. God. And I mean, spanking can only like. You know, move the juices around. You're spanking them before bed. Yeah. Now I'm Just scared of the spanking. I'm going to piss twice. Yeah. yeah. He's pissing more. Yeah, that one's dark. Good and that one's dark. Because you know somebody's like, that bitch is stupid. She doesn't know what she's talking about. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know kids. Uh, doesn't stop bedwetting. It had, hell yeah. D- yeah, there was definitely some dads talking to the newspaper yeah. and kids were like, oh no, he's talking to it. <laughs> Tell me not to spank my fucking kids. Oh, no. Come here, you son of a bitch. Oh, yeah. Oh, look, her bed of hay is so soaked. Or whatever <laughs> we sleep on now. All right. Well, this is out of the uh, local mentions section. Sure. Someone with a perverted idea of a joke sent an item to the State Journal last Wednesday purporting to be the announcement of the marriage of Miss Edith Dick and Oscar Hall. The mother of the young lady says there was no such marriage and that Miss Dick is greatly annoyed. So... And that's it. That's the story. Are we... That's great. Hey, you little prankster. This is the prank? This is all they had came up with back then? They were like, Mrs. Dick is getting married. And they were like, oh my God, imagine. To Mr. Pussy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, it made Miss Dick upset. She probably got that a lot. I mean, I find that like I find that comical now. I need to use. I've had to over time come up with just being like I will use better judgment and not take that low hanging fruit. Like if someone's name's Mrs. Dick, you just go, eh, it's too easy. But I yeah. mean, <laughs> this seems just like you yeah. know <laughs> back then. <laughs> yeah, golden comedy. Yeah, so someone had. had to be first they, with the dick jokes. Oh yeah. Oh, I would have and, gladly been in line. And then that shit's in the paper, so you're you're just you're just enjoying that for a day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is from page five. Kansas Kansasin of seventy two would race. Selena, Kansas. Benjamin Hancock, who is seventy two years old, has issued <laughs> has issued a challenge to any man of his age in Selena to a foot race for one hundred yards. <laughs> It's just the most boring. Time. How lonely were these motherfuckers? <laughs> it's just crazy. Like, the things that we have found out through doing this and the uh, and the dollop, Roy, is just the level the- of starvation for attention. It's just like literally, you could be like, someone's buying a shoe, and everyone would be like, "Get your kids, we're going down to the center." <laughs> there was no social media. There was no internet. No. There, no. I mean, I guess there were peep shows, I and mean, people were selling selling sex back then but you had to be of a certain age for that but if you're just bored and want to race a motherfucker you don't stand in the park all day you put an ad in the paper set an appointment (laughs) you start with it you start by standing in the park alone but then eventually like there's no takers I demand a foot race it's it's like when uh, Charles Barkley raced uh, that that ref I don't know if you've ever seen that footage but it's amazing it's just How terrible like, is it? It's like it's well, it's just like they have the form of running, but they're not run. You're like you're like it, everything tells you this is a run, but the speed is so slow <laughs> that it's just not running. 
Uh, well, we might need to tune God back into the damn. paper to find out if that guy got his race. <laughs> well, it said it said at the end there that the challenge has not been accepted. Like no one has taken him up on it. Okay. Just look at a race someone a hundred yards, and it couldn't happen. Uh, well, who'd want to race an old guy? Like you just. Well, he wants someone his age, right? No, any oh. anybody. He was saying, oh, "I'll beat anybody at a hundred yards." I would have absolutely taken him up on it. And then, and then you just got this old guy. That's all he has left is that he used to be a good runner. And then you beat him, and he's yeah. just like, Wah. and then that's in the paper. Twenty-six-year-old uh, <laughs> beats seventy-two-year-old, and everyone's like, "Why did you do that?" Twenty-one-year-old crushes old man's weird dream. <laughs> <laughs> Some uh, fucking young kid. I saw your ad, you old fuck. Hey, you don't talk to me like that. And then a hundred yards, you'd be fucking gassed. Yards. Do you understand how gassed. far? <laughs> yards. I mean, it really is true that you forget how far a hundred yards is. I, like, oh, yeah. The difference between watching football on TV and watching it in person is on TV, you're like, pick that up. In person, you're like, my God, they're the best athletes on earth. They just got three <laughs> yards. Yeah. Uh, okay. okay. Next one. Uh, headline, Just to See City. Two 16-year-old girls who hadn't seen a streetcar. Uh, ran away from home to visit Kansas City. Denied even that. Okay, so that's the headline. It's a long headline. Yeah. We had never seen a streetcar, so we made up our minds a year ago to come to Kansas City. A year. That was the... <laughs> it's, it's, it's ludicrous. It's, it's so it's unrelated. It's 1910 girls trip. It's, it's, it really is hard to believe. I mean, you know what Fucking we should do next year for Emily our birthdays? <laughs> We're going to go see a streetcar. A oh. real street... Yeah, yeah, that's right. We've got to save up. Yeah, this is everything. <laughs> they didn't drink. It was probably a day trip. They probably came right back home right after. Oh, my God. And then we saw it. It was amazing. And then this old dude died racing a child. <laughs> <Finally>. <laughs> right next to us. Uh, that was the excuse Mabel Johns and Opal Alexander, two 16-year-old girls who do not look to be a day over 13, Gave for running away creepy. from their homes. Creepy, creepy <laughs> yeah, interjection, a little bit. sir. Who don't look yeah. older than 13, in my opinion. Uh, the two girls were missing almost as soon as the train left, and the station agent informed the frantic relatives that they had bought tickets for Kansas City. I mean, back then, they must have lost their fucking minds when they heard that their kids were on a... Because there's some little town in, in Missouri, and all of a sudden their kids are on a train to Kansas City. They're going to the big city. They'll be so corrupted. Yeah. <laughs> also, you might never hear from again unless someone puts an ad to paper. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> Hopefully no smoking on the train. Uh, the telephone, the telephone informed. That's it. It says the telephone informed Edward Boyle. Hello, Inspector. I'm the telephone. <laughs> I've got some interesting information for you. How are you? They didn't know how to say someone called him yet. They're no. just like the telephone told him. How this magical <laughs> device. <laughs> <laughs> Inspector of detectives that the girls were due in Kansas City at 7 o'clock. So when the train upon which they were riding stopped for the draw in Hannibal Bridge, Detective Harry Arthur boarded it and before it reached the Union Depot was in conversation with the girls. So Hello, girls. This detective You don't is look just a day over 13. <laughs> <laughs> Care for a pipe? I'm a detective. <laughs> 
So the whole th- are, are they is the whole thing that he's trying to thwart their day trip to go see the streetcar. This it's well, become it's, this it large sounds of like, an investigation. Yeah, yeah, no, this is a big deal, and and not only it, it's not they've called ahead to another cop, so they've they've called ahead for a cop to meet the train, and this cop has gotten on, and they because these are runaway girls, they're right. sixteen, sure. Uh, and this is, uh, we were tired of living in that little burg, they said later, and just made up our minds to leave it. That was a year ago, and then we didn't know where we were going to get the money, but about that time, one of our relatives gave us some bills to collect and paid us a commission. We worked hard collecting them, and today we counted up and found we had over $10. So we bought tickets for Kansas City and got on the train. All the way up here, we talked about how we were going to see the city ride the streetcars, and visit the stores. Then the detective met us. I could understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you've never, I'm looking at a map, it's 163 miles. I forgot how rural Selena Kansas, and even more so back then. Oh, yeah. But I mean. That ain't a day trip. You got to fucking find a day. Plan it out. Yeah. Yeah. It's like an Ocean's Eleven day trip. But it's also, imagine how fucking boring everything is oh. lay it all on the line to go see a streetcar yeah i mean I there's just nothing of it's unrelatable i had rumors of those things and they got all wheels and they're all nice oh did you hear about the streetcar? yeah that's yeah, totally they're just in their room like oh imagine and you'd be sitting looking, right there looking at a postcard of a streetcar someday oh. someday i'll see you in person my son has status on amtrak <laughs> yeah, but has he ever seen a streetcar? I mean, come on, run, do the kid right. <laughs> uh, and one of the girls goes on. Then the detective met us, and all we got to see of Kansas City was from the streetcar window coming up from the depot. But we have ridden in a streetcar, and even if they do take us back in the morning, they can't cheat us out of that, can they? Man. It- Wow, that got sad. It's also just, like, cops used to, like, the work that police officers used to do was just so vastly different. That's good police work. That's what the police should be doing. Hey, Yeah, that is, like, community service, essentially, right? I mean, like, they're tracking them down. Find my daughter before she gets pregnant in Kansas City. She's going to have sex with a streetcar. Oh, here's a here's a sad one. City marshal is dead. Charles Harris, wounded three years, dies in Conway Springs. Uh, Charles Harris, who had been city marshal of the city for five years, is dead. Three years ago, Marshal Harris was shot in the groin while attempting the capture of robbers in the city. Uh, oh, so dude got shot in the dick and then lived for three years. And then finally it killed him. That's a tough three years. <laughs> oh, my God. Hello, I'm Dr. Andrews. I'm the dick specialist. Oh, uh. This is going to be a long road. Uh, they entered a store but escaped after a battle. The robbers were tracked to Wichita where the trail was lost. The wound never healed. Yeah, mm. well, I don't... Yeah, back I, in the I day, you get shot wrong. That yeah, was a wrap. It's, it's over. If you're... Shot. I mean, but, even now, if you're shot in the dick, I'm not sure how much. There's not like I know, but what's what is what is happening with the dick 
that it takes you three years to die from it. Like, what is the dick? No, gang, what is, you, know, shit, bro. The, the, <laughs> you know how the dick is. It's like it has its own will and mind. So, like, he was probably like, let me go. And the dick was like, we're going to beat this shit. I think it was just an artery, maybe. Yeah. Like some arterial damage, you know. Oh, yeah. And then every time you get an erection, you just kind of bleed. <laughs> you bleed oh. oh, my God. You've got to get some it. of these. Uh, if you have that once a month, you got to get some of these pooping pills from the doctor on page one. <laughs> the doctor's like, bro, you got to stop. You got to stop getting erections because you're kind of fucking. It's not. Your sutures can't hold. Yeah. The blood flow. You need ten days without an erection in order for the sutures to. Grab. And he couldn't do it. He couldn't yeah. go ten days. Without. I kept picturing streetcars, Doc. <laughs> well, you idiot! Now we got to stitch it all again. It was worth it. <laughs> okay, here. This is page uh, seven. Headline: Seized by an octopus. What the fuck? How is that page seven? (laughs) So far, this paper is in backwards order. Shot in the dick and octopus are your lead. Shot in the dick and octopus are like the furthest away from the front page. Hear all about it. Hear all about it. Shot in the dick and octopus. Uh, Read all about it. Page seven. (laughs) This guy's got Uh, pills that'll make your wife poop. Have you ever heard anything so enticing? Mm. Also, a marshal died from a dick wound, and there's been <laughs> octopus fights. Uh, this is a story, I guess, from Long Beach. Miss Jessica, Miss Jessie McDonald of Tucson, Arizona, was seized by an octopus, which she had landed while fishing at the Pier Friday. Oh, the shit. fish. The fish. Yeah. Are they cool. fish? Uh, I... Don't think they're fish. No, they're in the mollusk family. Yeah, they're mollusks, right? Yeah. They're not I smart motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. This too, too smart to call them a fish. That's what we do. They're like geniuses. They're like we can open jars with our minds. And we're like, yeah. that's a fish because <laughs> he's in water. The fish, which measured two feet across, immediately wound a tentacle around the woman's ankle. Miss McDonald fainted. And so firm was the grip of the young sea monster that efforts uh, of spectators to remove it were unsuccessful until a fisherman applied a knife. Jesus Christ. So she had an octopus just chill. Like, she'd caught an octopus and grabbed her by the ankle. She passed out. Two feet. And then the fisherman just cut off the tentacle? That's how it sounds. But they make it sound like Uh, some fucking... 20,000 leagues under the yeah. CS octopus. It was like, nigga, you got caught in the low tide. You shouldn't have it's been a, out there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're in his home. This is a page yeah. seven octopus story. <laughs> this Down is actually <laughs> a page seven octopus story. <laughs> yes. Yeah. A lady got grabbed by an octopus. And then what? Got and then a guy got her out really quickly. That wouldn't even get three retweets today. <laughs> Put that in the paper uh, We're still on page 7 Which is a pretty hot hot page I think um, This headline is Can't slap snowballers <laughs> <laughs> Kansas court awards damages For boys loosened teeth Independence <laughs> Kansas <laughs> <laughs> Yes That's a better headline Keep going. <laughs> Keep going. Boys loosen teeth. 
Earl Howells of Coffeeville snowballed Ralph Shaw last February, and Friday was given six hundred for damages he received from the trouble that followed the bombardment. Now, what? earlier you said you said eleven dollars was three hundred. Yeah, twelve. This dude just got six hundred dollars because of a snowball for a snowball situation. Unusual interest has been taken in the case because both principals are well known. Ralph Shaw is 24 years old and the plaintiff is but 15. That's $16,600 in today's money. For a snowball. Six hundred and nineteen ten. Sixteen five, bro. Pretty so, good for a snowball. You got to go to the Buffalo dentist. Yeah, right. And, yeah, and, right, right. <laughs> and the dude giving the money is 24. Is that? No, maybe I'm reading that no, wrong. No, it's so got to be. Shaw. The, yeah. Right? Yeah, I okay. don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. Okay, so Shaw, accompanied by a young woman, was walking up a street in Coffeeville when they were met by a fuselage of snowballs. Fuselage. Okay. To shield the girl, Shaw stepped forward and was hit in the back of the neck. He chased the house boy and slapping him in the face loosened uh, nine of his teeth. Oh nine. my god, that's half nine. A, that's like that's, half the bottom. That's a punch, fam. He's, yeah, he's yeah, got like a, a slap. A, Unless he has a stone hand. Punch. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. That is slap. A, he punched him. That that's not just one punch. That's a few you don't just walk out knock out nine teeth with one punch. Loosened. But also if you're on a date, I wonder how you like, allow me to defend your honor. Oh, no, it's fine. It was a snowball. No, I'm going to go beat the shit out of this child in front of you, my love. You will see what chivalry really is when I use this kids adolescent. Being kids. But I can yeah. I get it. He was embarrassed, so I had to fucking yeah, it's defend the, it is my that, ego. Yeah, it is that move. <laughs> and Loosen nice nine Now teeth. you're paying. But for this kid, if you were a kid, if you were that old, I would allow a stranger to punch me in the mouth for $16,000 without question. Not with that dental technology in that time. <laughs> no, you just got to call that dude who lives. Bro, all your fucking. money's going into fucking wooden yeah. fucking yeah. shit in your mouth. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you wouldn't have any uh, God damn. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this headline is Return to the Child. Well, that doesn't sound good. No. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe don't keep going. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I think we got this one. Uh, black handers failed to get money, brought girl home. Oh, okay. They just gave up. Okay. Uh, Red Bank, New Jersey. Four-year-old Mary Patillo is at home today after a disappearance since October 20th. Wait. Fuck, that's two months? Yeah, almost two months. Okay. Uh, how many months is that in today's months, Roy? It's... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Frank Patillo, the child's father, was entering the yard of his home early last night when he saw what looked like a bundle behind the fence. Investigation showed it to be his daughter. Oh, no. Let's not, let's not read that. Oh, Jesus Christ. Dave... Well, it they sounded like she came these. back fine. Well, she didn't. She was a bundle on the front lawn, you <laughs> asshole. <laughs> <laughs> she, Roy was right. We didn't need to hear anymore. Well, like, I believe the paper. 
for yeah. Yeah, yeah to, that headline was very positive. Yeah, they returned like she's her. back. Like, no, that's not. <laughs> that cop was like. Well, I've got good news. We found your daughter. <laughs> oh, my God, you did. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. She's uh, with the Tinder in front. Shit. I mean, how is the headline not kidnappers kill girl? Like, what? Well, is, yeah. It's dead girl discovered. Body found. It's like, no, good news. She's back. Uh, we've got an update. She's back and better than ever. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Right, let's <clears throat> let's me transition to an ad. Yeah. The gentlest laxative, yet the most effective, is candy cascarette. <laughs> its action is natural, so it never gripes. In oh a single hour, gross. in a single hour, it will change a dull day to a glad one. Carry them with you to promptly check what all the little kind ills. Of rapid shit what? juice is this? An, An hour? Carry them <laughs> with you. <laughs> So, like, yeah. when you're out on the town, you're like, you know what today could use is explosive diarrhea. <laughs> Just pop one of these little pellets here. Boy, I'm having a good time. An hour? An hour. In an hour. <laughs> you're just... That's average. That means it might hit you at 25 minutes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, that's like, it's an hour or under, I would guess. And I would, I would imagine that the, you know, these things are not... Uh, FDA approved? Well, not exactly to time. You know what I mean? They, like, it's just, I, I would imagine a lot of it just goes through in like 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure it's a powerful. I mean, if you're promising an hour, that's. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> powerful laxative you're dealing. <laughs> All right, uh, this, is, this headline is Theatrical News Pennies Reward Disguised Diva on Gotham Streets. Sure. A grand opera singer who gets. A one thousand eight hundred a week. All right, <clears throat> so that's a shitload of money at the time. Yeah. Was able to make only three sixteen a day. She How played much did a they week. Eat a week? Eighteen, eighteen hundred, eighteen hundred. How? That's a, Who the fuck is paying opera? Well, it sounds like she's an Italian opera singer who's really famous. Yeah. So fifty okay. uh, k a week. That's real good. How much? Fifty k. Jesus. Holy Christ. shit. Holy shit. Uh, she played a week on the public, and the public tricked itself for a large part of it didn't take the trouble to listen to free music that it gladly pays dollars to hear when it is labeled with the opera's and singer's name. Uh, so she's a few singers who have appeared in New York in recent years are better known than Emma Trent- Trentini. Yes. Who gained the title of Little Devil of the Opera when she sang <laughs> at the Manhattan Opera House. For three hours Friday, Trentini was a street singer. She sang real opera. She gave the best she had. And who were those who rewarded genius with a penny? Who remembered a full, sweet voice, which carried more than eight stories? I like, <clears> the, <throat> I like the scientist who's like, we got it up here, too. We're catching the readings. She sang a waltz from La Boheme. Uh, she sang it at one o'clock in a yard between 315 West 98th Street, which forms a court for six apartment houses. Uh, and the darling on Broadway, whose salary for one week is 1800 received six cents for entertainment. <laughs> Around her head was a red scarf shawl. The shawl pulled over her forehead, almost concealed her, her face, and she resembled a gypsy fortune teller or street singer. My God. From one of the windows came a penny wrapped in a note. It said, 
the baby won't sleep while you sing. Please go away. (laughs) (laughs) Please go away. Please go away. (laughs) You pay a penny to give that. and she responded, and, and they do it in the Italian accent. The baby e will not sleep. No, yes, said Trentini, a roguish twinkle in her big black eyes. No, e will not sleep. I will sing him e lullaby. Oh, what? Dave, <laughs> I mean, it's, I could, it's, is it syllable? Is it spelled out like that? Yeah. I, can, I can tell you. So that last sentence is spelled I W E E L S I N G H E E M. A L L U U L O B Y. By the way, I would a hundred times watch a seventy-two-year-old race anyone versus watch this. Without question. A lot of death in this town. Yeah. A lot of death and sad shit. Yeah. She sang for only. She sang for only a minute, but a woman's head was thrust from one of the upper windows, and a nickel tinkled into the courtyard. Trentini picked it up and waited for more. There was no more, and she tiptoed out of the court. Jesus. So, so that is a story about an opera singer who went to a court expecting to make a ton of money, and one person threw a shut-the-fuck-up penny, and another gave a nickel? <laughs> I, think she, I think she just wanted to see what would happen if, you know, she's super famous, and they're like, fuck off. You're waking my baby. Yeah, right. 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 Um, so we should probably, this should probably be the last let's, one, Dave. Yeah, let's do this yeah, last okay. one. Okay. Uh, this is from page nine. Sure. Headline, Lizards in the Stomach. But, by the way, if again, to page one with you, headline, <laughs> <laughs> without question. Okay, I don't believe this is true, but this is from Cleveland. <laughs> A live lizard six inches in length and the head of another lizard were discovered in the stomach of Miss Lovey Herman, 19 years old, who died early Friday morning in her home. Cleveland physicians and surgeons are interested in the case, and a number of them will attend the post-mortem examination. Miss Herman had been ill a year from a disease which puzzled many specialists. Last Monday, the attending physician succeeded in bringing from the girl's stomach the live lizard and the head of the second one, but too late to save her life. Shut up. What the fuck? They oh, are... What? They're saying that they pulled a live lizard out of her from a... I mean, this is some bullshit. <laughs> this is... I mean, come on. Too much. Like, you, yeah, you, <laughs> like, you, you flew too close to the sun. With, like, there's parts of this that work. Got the family up four year olds. Man, I wish I could stay on more with you guys. <laughs> Wait, there's an explanation. The family formerly lived near Millsburg and drank spring water. It is supposed the girls swallowed the lizards when small while drinking, and that they gradually grew and killed her. That is that. I, it's hard to believe that we're only 110 years away from some like that. Is so 1400s thinking. That oh, man. it's upsetting. <laughs> uh, well, I love you boys, man. I wish I could stay life. longer, man. Oh, it's great. Thanks for coming on, man. I've got to come back. Why mm. don't you uh, promote what you want to promote? Do you have anything to promote? I don't give a fuck, man. Just okay, Google me. Perfect. 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 <laughs> uh, 
I did. We follow really follow it, Roy on follow Roy on Twitter. He's very funny. Yes, and Instagram. Roy's the man. Indeed. Some of these 